Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Hashtag Call to Scene podcast. I'm happy to have um, Greg Greenlee with me. Um, I will be speaking at his conference next week at Blacks in Tech um, conference in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. And I wanted to take some time before then to um, highlight, promote this conference and the great things that we Black people are actually doing in tech. So Greg, if you can um, introduce yourself to the audience, please. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say thanks for having me on the show. appreciate the opportunity and uh, definitely want to say thank you for agreeing to be a speaker. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. So uh, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Greg Greenlee. I am the founder of the Blacks in Technology organization. Uh, we're an organization uh, that has been around since around 2009. Uh, I also work as a DevOps engineer. Uh, I reside in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm a father of three, a husband, uh, and you know, just an all-around uh, tech tech person. Um, I, I started my career on help desk. Uh, went from there to uh, systems administration, to uh, systems engineer, to DevOps engineer. Uh, so I've, I've done pretty much a lot. Um, uh, you know, spanning the entire spectrum of tech, from networking to systems administration to security stuff. So I've been around a block, um, and like I mentioned earlier, started Blocks of Technology in 2009, and it started out as an online community, uh, and it's just started to grow and grow and grow from there, and you know, which brings us to where we're at right now with BitCon 2018 happening in Minneapolis, St. Paul area uh, in a couple of weeks. All right, so Greg, I like to start all my conversations with the same two questions. Okay. Why is it important to cause a scene? And then how are you causing a scene? Okay. Um, so why is it important? Um, it, I think it's it's important to challenge, uh, you know, kind of perspectives and uh, social norms, you know, kind of try to break that, you know, the perspective of what people may think about you, you know, the, the prejudgment and things like that. Um, from for me, you know, the I think the way that I'm I'm causing the scene is is I'm not I'm not I'm 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 actually trying to write our own narrative. I'm not allowing you know Silicon Valley or whoever to you know to try to take charge of uh, of the narrative. And the narrative out there is there are no black people in tech um, or. You know, we're we're not we're we're not qualified to do the job, uh, or they can't find us, that type of thing. Uh, and so for me, I, I'm I'm tired of reading about it. I'm tired of, um, you know, this this notion that somehow hiring uh, black women and black men uh, is somehow lowering the bar. I'm tired of you know the the underrepresentation. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cause a scene by bringing us all together in a community, as a community, I should say. Uh, and and on top of that, just highlight 
the black women and the black men that's within our community so we so we can take control of our own narrative. I think that's it's super important that we do that. So you hit on the I think that to me that is the main one of the main reasons I do this. Um except for the I mean the main reason is I'm just pissed off at people saying they <laughs> they they care about inclusion when they absolutely don't. Um yeah. that's the first thing. But I'm tired of other people telling our stories. They yep. get them wrong so often. They do not have the perspective. They do not have the experiences. They do not have the. They don't have the the in, the um, the incentive to even tell these stories correctly. And, exactly. Um, we always come out looking as if we're, as you said, underqualified, not qualified, desperate. Um, <laughs> all these negative things oh, that yeah. continue to. Um, feed the narrative that you know that came from slavery. You know the reason we they had to bring our all had to save us from Africa and enslave us is because we had no without them we couldn't be you know productive. We had no whatever, and it still right. goes on the day, and it just blows my mind. Particularly when I think about people who who argue about against affirmative action. If they right. knew that in our homes from the time we can go to school or have any inclination that we would be competing with white people, the stories we're continually told of how much harder we have to work to be, to even come any, any where near their ability to use privilege. And so once it it just blows my mind because no one is getting No black person is using affirmative action to be uh, mediocre. That's just not happening. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, where is that happening? Where, where are we getting using? We're using affirmative action and then going and doing absolutely nothing. Come on, yeah. give me a break. Yeah, but let them let them tell it. <laughs> Almost definitely, and and this is what I've been saying a lot lately: is the the fear of 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 these white men is because for any person of color, any person with a disability, any person wow. who's been discriminated or marginalized, when we get into these spaces. We show them up. We compete and they cannot compete with us because we have been taught since, again, since we've been, our parents knew that we had to go on to this world, that we had to do that and much more to even be in the room. And so that's one of the, that that to me I've come across is a huge fear because they've never had to compete at the scale that um, we're, that, that, let's be honest that this that the industry requires because um is they need our voices and they've never had us talking back or speaking up and i say talking back because that's what they consider us talking back you know being out of our place but for the first times we also have a mic so you can't shut us up or shut us down so not right. only do we come in the spaces but we're demanding to be heard and that's a first and that's scaring the hell out of them Right, right. And, and I mean, you hit on a really good point, uh, especially with now we have a mic. And it's one of the reasons why I encourage so many people, like if, if you're, if you're, you know, a person of color in tech, if you're a black woman, a black man, you know, start a blog, start a podcast. The internet is the biggest media outlet there is. Like quit waiting on them to do it for us. Like that's, I don't, I, I never prescribe to that. Since first starting, you know, the, the organization is something that I've always 
uh, kind of railed against. Like, I, if they don't, if if they are not willing to be allies in this, then you know, f them, and we'll do it. We'll do it ourselves, and it's better if we do it ourselves anyhow because we know it's going to be more favorable uh, than than what they would ever try to do. Oh, I totally agree with you. And you can say fuck it yeah, on this show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this, this show's absolutely uncensored because I, that's another part of telling, being telling authentic stories. We need right. to not, it's been, uh, we've been, people have used, and we've used it ourselves, civility to manage our own behavior. This show is about us being authentically, whatever that word or whatever we need right. to say is what <laughs> this is. And that, that that's what gets me when I hear privileged individuals, particularly white men, all shut down your Facebook or everybody, this Twitter is a shit show. You need to leave. Yeah, it's a shit show for you because you have the network and the ability to build your own next thing. I've never had the freedom I have now due to Twitter. So yes, Twitter has its issues, but I'm black. I'm used to having, dealing with getting around issues. So that's nothing new to me, but I'm not going to shut down my Twitter account where my community is, where I feel safe, where if I need something, that's where I go to to get, to rally support. And I'm not going back in isolation. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We as black people have for the first, and that's what I tell in my talks, it's not that white people knew better. They were the only person with people with the mic. And now that's not so. As long as I have an internet connection and Twitter or whatever I need, I can, I can challenge your narrative about me. You don't get to say what you want to about me um, in public and private in anything, because I'm going to challenge that. Right. I agree. I agree hundred percent. So tell me, um, so you started this organization and what, and you've been around for almost 10 years now. What made you do a conference now? So there were, there were a few things that kind of align um, that made it possible for us to do a conference. So uh, just, just to give a, a little bit more uh, perspective on, on BIT. BIT started out as just an online blog. It was something that I was doing uh, just to – because I, I – you know, coming from an engineering background, going to tons of tech conferences, and a lot of the early tech conferences that I was going to was like hacker conferences, like info, information security conferences. So we were really, really, in, you know, underrepresented at, at those conferences, um, as opposed to like some of the some of the other ones that you may go to nowadays. And uh, I, I just wanted to I wanted to talk about tech. And I'll be honest with everybody. I had absolutely no idea uh, about the disparity. You know, I I, I seen it. I, I wasn't as as knowledgeable about what was happening uh, when it comes to black women and black men in tech and our and our underrepresentation. So for me, just starting out, I just wanted to have an outlet to be able to talk about things that I was working on at, at work, things that I was learning. And I wanted it to be called Blacks and Technology because I wanted it to be explicit. Like, hey, this is for, you know, this is a Black person that's talking about tech. And I want people to know that that we're in this space and doing this and doing incredible work. So that's kind of, that's how it started. From there, it morphed into the online community. So we had social networking component. I mean, we still have this as part of the site. If you go to the site now, you go to forums, you'll see like 
the, uh, you know, kind of how we used to uh, engage one another early on. So there's a forum, there's a, a place where you can log in and create uh, create an online account and friend people and things like that. And that's how it started after after the blog. That's how that's what got the community uh, portion of it. And as time went on, um, I really wanted to start highlighting the people in, 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 a, in a community. So that's how I started with the podcast. Uh, and so, you know, we, we've been doing podcasts for quite a while now. Like we were, we were interviewing people before people were like blowing up, so to speak, right? Like I was interviewing people like Hadir from HBCU.VC. I was interviewing um, uh, Kimberly Bryant from Black Girls Code and people from Hidden Genius Project. Like, I, like all these people were like early people that I interviewed. And this was before like, you know, their their programs really got a lot of traction. And I was doing that simply because I thought the, these stories need to be told. And, and it was it was a thing of like, hey, you know, if people come to the site, like they, they need to know that there's other black people, black women and black men that are part of this community that walk like them, that talk like them, that think like them, that come from the same backgrounds, and they need to hear these stories. So I really started getting into, you know, content creation and, and wanting these stories to be told. Uh, and then in 2012 is when I actually, um, uh, when, when a bit officially became an organization. And that happened, uh, and I launched uh, a separate site. So I had like the community site, which was blacksandtechnology.net. And then I had another site called bittechdigest.net. And that was for articles. And I wanted to provide an outlet for the people in our community to be able to write tech articles. Uh, so if you go to like the tech crunches and the Mashables and all, you know, all these online publications, like you, you, you rarely ever see like just black people writing about us or about tech in general. Right. So this was in 2012. So I was like, Hey, you know, and there were, there were some, there were some sites that uh, a couple of sites out there. I think Angela Benton had a site uh, as out there. I know Wayne Sutton was, he was blogging as well, but I wanted it to be, you know, where the members in our community could just submit stuff and we just publish it and, and highlight them. Right. And highlight, highlight the fact that, you know, they're in this space, they're knowledgeable, they're working uh, and, and they have a passion for writing and, and sharing their knowledge. Uh, so that started happening. And eventually, about a year later, I said, hey, this is kind of silly to have two separate sites. Um, you know, and uh, so I, I actually merged the two sites under just blocks and technology dot net and and just, you know, had the. The, the face of uh, the homepage of Blacks and Technology be where you would come and you would see the articles, you would see uh, any announcements that we had, you would you would um, uh, be able to go to our podcast, uh, and then the the forums and the so social uh, networking component of it was kind of it, you know there was a link to that. So that uh, that can that happened, and so you know we were just cranking out podcasts, cranking out um, cranking out articles, and and really, you know, trying to form partnerships with different various organizations. Uh, and then, you know, Tom, fast forward 2017, now we have several chapters operating across the United States. Uh, our chapter up in, in the Twin Cities area is ran by Sharon Vickers. She's the, she's the CIO of St. Paul. 
uh, and she had been establishing a lot of great relationships up there. Uh, she had also um, organized some really su- successful events. One was Code Switch, another one was Tequity, and I think there was another one, and I can't remember her name. And so she just, she just, you know, put the bug in my ear and said, "Hey, like I have these relationships with Best Buy, with Target, um, uh, and you know, I wanted to." I wanted to float an idea pa- uh, past them about having a conference. And I'd always wanted to do a conference. The community had always wanted a conference from, from us. Uh, but conferences are a lot of work. Um, <laughs> there's a, a ton of work. And, uh, you know, you need a lot of resources to be able to pull off a conference, right? So that's the reason why it hadn't been done uh, up until that point. Because up until that point, I... I had some some people helping out with it, but primarily a lot of the stuff that you had seen was primarily me. I would say probably ninety five percent, and like I would have like help here and there. I would get advice, and and I've had some some incredible, you know, people you know come in and out of the bit organization as advisors and things like that, and I would lean on them for for advice. But primarily, I was I was pretty much running it by myself, and so. Um, you know, it's hard when you're, you know, you're working on a five, you're, you know, you're doing podcasts, you're running the site, you're forming partnerships with, with people, you're trying to keep content up on the site and things like that. So having a conference at that time, you know, was just not feasible for me. And so when, when Sharon floated the idea past me, um, at first, I was just like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. Like, let's, <laughs> we'll see what Best Buy says because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm on the mindset of show and prove. Yes. Like, and, I, you know, you can say something a day and, you know, two weeks later, it'd be something totally different. Yep. So I never, I never get too excited about you know, anything really until it's almost to fruition. Like even this, the, the conference thing hasn't even really hit me yet. Uh, it will probably next week is <laughs> when it's a week out, but I'm kind of laid back in that way. And so when she says something, I'm like, yeah, like, see what they say. Right. And, and so she came back and, and she said, yeah, they're, they're, they're on board. They're going to support. And I was just like, okay. And even still, it was kind of like, all right, let's, when the ball actually starts moving, that's when I know this is that this thing is actually real. And so uh, Elizabeth Cotton, she's our, our uh, lead organizer for the San Diego chapter. I, I was trying to keep, our uh, chap- chapter organizers involved and in the know about what was going on. So I think we had a call one day and I mentioned to her like, Hey, like, you know, I just want to let everybody know uh, we're in the early, early process of organizing a conference. Like, you know, Best Buy has agreed. And at this point, like I hadn't even, you know, everything was flowing through Sharon. So I hadn't even talked to Best Buy. So it was just off, off the strength of her word that I was going off of. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there in the air now uh, so now it's got to be real. I mean, now it's got to come true, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can't, you know, so I'm putting it out there, and and uh, and Elizabeth is just like, well, if you need any help, let me know. I'm just like, we need help. Like I already know that we're going to need help, and you know, she kind of ran down her background of you know some some uh, organizations that she's worked for, and and also she she actually organized a conference in San Diego uh, called the Western Reg- Regional Diversity Conference, WRDC. 
And so she's had experience with organizing uh, conferences, not not on this level, but on some level where I had none. Right. I, I've, I've done like meetups at various conferences and but a meetup is nothing like a conference. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I brought her in and the ball started rolling. And before you know it, you know, things just started moving. And then it, it was just it was official <laughs> at that point. Uh, and so uh, it just it's just a line, you know, the Best Buy and Target and, and the city of Minneapolis and city of St. Paul and, uh, you know, the Twin Cities chapter it's just everybody has been because i went out there in june and they're so eager to try to you know help with the issue of diversity in tech and you can hear the sincerity uh, there was an event that that target um that the share put on that i think um uh, Best Buy, um, they, uh, they had something to do with it, but but Sharon put put it on, and it was it was a fabulous turnout, and people were just they were just really really enthusiastic about you know about the conference coming there, um, and uh, the way the the way that I always kind of gauge it is whether or not these organizations and and these companies are willing to take take the background to what we're doing right because for me. If you are trying to push yourself in the forefront, even though you don't, you're not invested like we're invested, then that that tells me that that basically tells me that you're just there to try to get some spotlight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, if if you're not if you're not willing to like take the back seat and let organizations such as ours uh, and other organizations out there be at the forefront and you just support them as much as you can, that lets me know a lot about your organization and your company, um, you, you just want the illusion that you're helping, right? As opposed to really, because to me, if a company organization really wants to help, then put your money where your mouth is and help these organizations out. Quit, you're not going to solve diversity on your own internally. You need organizations that are on the ground floor with this, that had, that that's invested in this, not just from, uh, you know, from a community standpoint, but from a personal standpoint, like I'm, I'm personally invested in what we do as an organization. And a lot of these companies, they're really not. They, they want it because it makes them look good. And for me, it's never been about anything more than bringing us together as a community. Everyone in the hashtag called the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtagcausescene.com. For me, it's never been about anything more than bringing us together as a community. Okay, so you said a mouthful, but I'm going to... Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 do not apologize because that gave me a lot because I got to see how much, how aligned um, what you said is with what I said. So one of the things I want to say is, uh-huh. Um, Sharon Kennedy Vickers is how I became um, aware of your organization. I was okay. there speaking at um, Minneapolis DevOps Days, DevOps Days Minneapolis. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you know that 
And Bridget, who um, brought me in to speak, um, made sure that she and I connected. And it was like nice. um, two old friends who didn't know we knew each other. And oh, yeah. it was dope. Yeah. And we went out to dessert and we just had a great time. Yeah. And immediately she's like, you have to speak at this conference. And I'm like you. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'll put it on my calendar. And if you <laughs> something comes through, uh, something to come through, right? right. Um, and so she took the ball with that and got me in touch with Elizabeth. And right. then Elizabeth was like, yeah, people have been telling me about you. And I was going to read you on this list. And I was going to reach out to you because your name keeps coming up. And I was like, okay. And, um, and so I appreciate people who, who, who say, hey, Kim, I like your message and I want to do something to support you and then do something. Because yeah. um, I'm so with you. And this is why hashtag cause the scene started because I'm sick, sick of people using inclusion and diversity as marketing, as PR. Yeah. And when, um, and also fucking it up. I mean, because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, this goes back exactly. to what you just said. Um, if you're not willing to, my, so my, my community knows your job is to provide apps, access to your networks provide access to your finances and get yes. the hell out of my way. I don't need you speaking for me. I don't need yes. you. You're not the person to speak for hashtag cause a scene. What I need you to do is to go speak to people who also have privilege um, right. because they're not listening to me. I got that. Right. I don't, I'm not even upset about it. It is what it is, <laughs> but your job is to make sure that that door opens for me. Um, right. And if you can't do that, I have absolutely no use for you. I'm not here to collect allies. I'm not here to collect followers. If you cannot make yourself uncomfortable so that I could be comfortable, I have no use for you because you will get run over because this is move. This mo movement is moving, and yes. you're in the way. And I and so uh, it's so funny because I just was having. Um, um, a conversation with the guy who um, produces my podcast now, because I used to produce it. And let me tell you, I never edited it. I just slapped the front an intro and an extra, outro on it and kept going because I didn't have time or the inclination to go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so he does a great job of editing. And we were just talking about this and he, we were talking about, you know, the quantitative data and the qualitative data. And I wanted um, to say, and I told him, um, yes, I understand that there needs to be a quantitative part to this, but my pitch is not for the quantitative part. You can look at the data um, on my show. It's a very new show. It's a very small audience and it's continually growing every month. But All if right. you're not in it for the qualitative, for the fact that you believe in this and you want to put your money behind this and support it, um, right. I, don't, I don't want your money because uh, you're going to be a headache for me. Because you're going to continue to ask me about, I, I'm, I'm not doing this for that. I right, need right. you to put your money and your resources where your mouth is. And if you exactly. can't do that, then you can take your money elsewhere. And it goes the same thing with my conferences. Don't ask me what I'm doing with my money because I have to pay my mortgage just like you do. I don't do this work for free. And Church. so if you want to support me, give me the money and shut up because you see the work that I'm doing. You don't need line items. This is not, I do not do this. Like the regular, <laughs> like the regular conferences, like the regular. I'm not interested in that because right. this work, because the people like you and I who are doing this work all the time, we're putting in more than 40 hours a week. We're like you said, you're working your nine to five, and you're doing all these things on the weekend. So don't try to quantify what I do. 
don't I you don't assign value to what I do. I assign value and you determine if that's something you want to invest in. And then what it tells me though is uh, because up until this point, my community has been supporting me. So right. I tell you that my community has been supporting me financially so I can pay my mortgage and pay my bills. And I go to you and you say, no, we're not interested. Then that's a different conversation because now you're not saying you don't know. Now you're making a choice that you don't care. Yeah. And that's a whole different conversation than the previous one. And at that point, then I know how to how to engage with you in future. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because early on, when I first started BIT, um, you know, I had conversations with people and they'd, and they'd say, how many members do you have? And I'd say 150. And they'd just look at me. And for me, for one, you don't gauge my success. I gauge my own Exactly. Success, <laughs> right. And 150 to me was successful to me. Exactly. Because I'd never seen or even engage with 150 black women and black men to talk about tech in one centralized place. So if I could get those people to come together and talk about, and and if you look at our forums, you see like we have tons and tons of tons of topics, uh, you know, some social um, driven, some, you know, a lot of them tech driven, uh, but just the conversations alone to me, that breeds success. I, you know, for me, that was success. Like I, it wasn't about, you know, Oh, how many hits on your website are you getting? And blah, 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 blah. And I, I even ran across someone who I wanted to get on a show on, uh, or do an interview on. Um, I won't, I won't say any names, but I wanted to do an interview on this person because I thought their, their story was interesting and their background was interesting. And this person ran down a list of what you don't have on your website in numbers and Twitter followers and all this stuff. And basically saying, Hey, you ain't shit. And I'm not coming. On, I'm not going to be on your, and it was just mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this isn't so, you know, all this ranting and raving that you're doing is not for the culture. Like that's, it's not really for the culture because I thought it was, and it, it wouldn't be a good look for me. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That type of stuff right there. I call those people charlatans. Um, I, you know, I mean, it just touches on what you're, what you were saying. Like, I, 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 cause I don't do this. I don't do this to be famous. Like I can, you know, be in the background and be totally happy and just like bit do his thing. I, sometimes I wish it was like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm going in 90 different directions at once. Uh, right, right. So, um, you know, I, I do this for, for, for the community. I do this for the people. Uh, and anytime, you know, uh, someone says to me, like, I never knew this existed. I'm so happy. Thanks a lot. Like, I get emails like that mm-hmm. uh, all the time. And, you know, because there's times, I, I won't lie, there's times where I'm just like, it's time to hang it up. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of this. Like, and, and, I, I, and you know what? I think it's the energy because I'll end up getting the email. Like, yes. Right oh, yeah. Well, you think you're, you think your tank is empty. And right. <laughs> Somebody yeah. comes and they'll fill it up. And I'm just like, yeah. all right. Back on a horse. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny that you, because you're like 150. What they, what these companies don't understand, that's 150 voices that you did not have. Right. He's like, you now, 
existed. <laughs> but, but, but not only that, that's 150 stories that you could learn something from. And that's yeah. the thing that gets me. It's like, you have zero black people that you're listening <laughs> to. This is 150 black people that you can right. learn something from and to create better products and services. Um, and you think, oh, right. because you don't have 10,000, that means there's no value. And that's the thing for me. It's we're always devalue, And you're not going to use your antiquated metrics, matrix, Metrics to determine my value and the and, and the value of my community. I'm not going to let you do that. And I'm yeah. going to tell you, for me, um, you have a full time job. This is my full time job. So yeah, this is what I do. And so this is has to pay my bills. I'm no longer doing shit for free for this community because you don't value what I bring to the table. So I have to tell you what I bring to the table. And in that, because I've had to do work so hard, you're getting a bullshit tax on that. Um, so this is the price. Plus you get a bullshit tax on that. And this is what you owe me. And my community knows that very well. And so, and, and I, and I, and I, and it goes back to when I, when you just said, when you get those messages, I know when I speak at a conference and I, there are only five black faces in that, in that group or people of color in that group. And when I finish talking, those people come and give me a hug and they're crying. I know I got that message right. Um, right. And that's why I do this. It's not because it's because we deserve to be there. I'm speaking for people who, who cannot do this because they may lose their jobs and have right. families to protect and, and all these things. I'm speaking not for them, but on behalf of all of us. And yeah, I'm definitely going to say some shit that you, they, they want to say that you ain't, that right. they've been too afraid or can't do. And I'm going to say that. And if that makes you uncomfortable, thank you. I've done my job, but trust me, I want to push you a little bit further than that. So your, dis, your level of discomfort is never what ours has been all of our lives. So you'll get past it. You'll get over it. You'll be just fine. And again, if you can't, if, if, if you need, um, 3,000 downloads in my podcast a, a month or whatever. That's not what I have. That's not what I bring to the table. What I do bring right. to the table is a group of very committed community members who are willing to fight and, and, and address and put themselves out in front of um, um, discriminatory practices and work on inclusion. And that's what it should be about. And if you don't see value in that, then and that's on you. And, and again, from a business perspective, you're going to be left out in the cold. You're going to be playing catch up when all these other companies who are like, hmm, this is something I may not understand what this is, but I know I need this. So you know what? I'm going to bring in people who are experts on this and I'm not going to try to mess this up. I've been messing it up enough and I'm going to bring in people who know because I, I, you would not. Well, maybe somebody would because I was about to say you would not bring somebody to set up your whole HR department who has no idea what HR is. But maybe you would. Um, but then you leave your li yourself open to liability. And that's what I've been saying. Um, lack of inclusion is a risk management issue. And it's going to start hitting people in the pockets very, very soon because it's the, the cry is getting too loudly. Over the last 10 years, it's been about being aware that you need it to be more diverse and inclusive. At this point, it's like, okay, you've had enough um, lead time. Now is, if you don't know, that's not my business. You need to figure it out because there's a liability cost to it. Yeah. I, I got a couple of things to say, to say to some of the points. One is about the, um, you know, the, the devalue or the undervaluing, right. Of what we do. Right. Uh, and I've, I've had uh, companies, and, or, and people approach me 
um, let's just, you know, for, for instance, one, one of our revenue generating things is our jobs board, right? Um, so you can post jobs on, on bit and, you know, it gets sent out to our network. It's posted or, or gets sent out through our, our newsletter as well, posted throughout our social networks. But you'd be amazed at how many, like, big name companies will email me and say, hey, share this with your network for free. <laughs> exactly. And for free no more. <laughs> I'm like, you know, hey, like we got a jobs board. Like if you if you want to get the word out, really, like that's that's the best way. Like, I, A, you, you don't value what I'm doing to just mm-hmm. email me and say, hey, do this. Like, hey, can you share this with your network? Like that's that's crazy to me because I know you wouldn't do it anybody else. Exactly. And you hire people to do this. I right, mean, <laughs> right. You hire people, you go to other jobs boards and you pay them top dollar, way more exactly. than probably what I'm asking. Yeah. To do this very thing. And now for some reason, because this is, you know, a black organization, you think that we just should like, oh, be so happy for the crow. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. No, no. Help us out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Put your money where your mouth is. You got to show and prove. You, if you're really about it, then be about it. Exactly. But yeah. So that's 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 like the 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 main thing for me when it comes to and, and it's not just it's not just um j- you know job sport postings. Just anything. Hey, we're doing this event. You know, share this with your network. See if you can get some. No. How about you partner with us? Exactly. And, yeah. and not and 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 you know and and put on an event and if we do partner and let's just say it's not this event maybe say it's a future event how about is blocks and technology powered by you instead yeah. of Amazon and you know blocks and technology is going to be there too yeah 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 that's not yeah. that's not how we gonna, we're going to rock with this like mm-hmm. this and I don't understand why they and I've had people get offended like that I've even you know. Uh, um, suggested that they do it that way almost definitely because again like i said for the first time we have the mic and we're we're demanding our own we're not asking permission anymore it's like no i I don't need no i yes i could have i could have gotten a job and could be working in tech and have benefits and 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 fairly knowing my next check coming comes from but the freedom i have doing this the freedom I have to tell you to kiss my ass because you done told me something stupid, uh, I, I will not give that up. Once the genie is out that bottle, it's not going back in. And I recognize, this, like you said, it's like, it's I'm, you're not doing me any favors by saying, hey, sh-. no, no. Would you go to, would you go to um, uh, some, some um, recruiter and say, hey, can you just share? Nope. Would you go to Indeed? Hey, folks, no, we're not friends. But what, what? We're not buddies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I hope to get there one day. Hopefully, one day soon. I recommend it for everybody. <laughs> and I, I tell people I recognize that everybody is not as um as as as, as vocal as I am. Um, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm just saying the freedom. Like I, I'm yeah. not, not to be able to say anything, but just like walk away from nine to five and yeah. and, and, and and you know be in the position to be able to do bit full time. Yeah, like that's that's my goal. Yeah, and it's and and this is the goal for a lot of us because we for so long our livelihoods, our value has been tied up into these companies 
these yeah. white owned, white led companies who saw us as, you know, we're just higher hands. Our voices don't mean anything at the table. Our, um, you know, you're here to just do a job and that, that is no, that does not work anymore. And yeah. if you um, are doing something that I feel that's not uh, aligned with my values or how I want to do something, trust me, you're going to know about it. I'm going to let you know. Um, and it, I'm going to pull you to the side and I don't do the passive aggressive thing. So I'm going to pull you aside at that moment. And if that doesn't work, oh, you're going to be shot out. I'm going to shout out in, in public. Yep. That's what we're going to do. Because for some reason, some of y'all just can't learn by just somebody pulling you aside. You got to be butt ass embarrassed for you to say, oops, maybe she was serious. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I just, you would think I was that kid who my friends would do something. I was like, oh, that didn't work out well for them. I don't think I'm going to do that. So I, <laughs> me. I don't see a lot of that in tech, which is quite interesting to me. It's like, so you all have to bust your heads before you get it. I think your friends screwing up over there, you would have said like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. Let me stop what I'm doing, take right. an assessment and uh, figure out how to do this better. Bring in people who know what they're doing because I don't. It's okay to say you don't know what, the, what you're doing with inclusion and diversity. You don't have the perspective. I don't have the perspective mm. of what it's like to be a white man or a white right. woman. I can't. <laughs> so it's why would I even try to be in those roles? Right. Yeah, it's funny. Um, the, the, I have a, a, a story. Like there was, there was, there was this thing in, in Cincinnati, uh, an event uh, similar to Startup Week. I mean, it might have been Startup Weekend. And so there's a, a company here that is pretty well known for, uh, you know, they're they're a venture capital company, and they're pretty well known for like investing in, in local companies and things like that. And so. Uh, they're a company that I guess they 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 uh, try to get grants or they get get grants from the state and then they use that money and they divvy it up and then uh, this is some mechanism around that. But they were uh, part of this this startup weekend that was going on here, and the startup weekend had absolutely like no black participation as like judges, as speakers, as anything. And somebody, uh, there was, uh, a, there was a, a black guy here that was kind of close to, or that knew the people that, that ran it, that, you know, called them out. And I was part of this. I just got, became part of this group here. And we actually went up to, um, uh, this, and, um, uh, I think they're an accelerator. Uh, this accelerator's office, the the guy who who led that, and we were talking. I guess they were there to talk about this incident that blew up on Twitter, uh, because it was pretty much like, oh, like, hey, you say you're about this, but you don't have any black people at, at the startup weekend, and I guess they got upset, so they had this like meeting, <laughs> everything like that, and at this meeting. And for me, you know, this is my first time at the meeting and meeting some of the people within this group. I kind of got invited like last minute. So I get there and they're like, uh, yeah, so, you know, we've seen, you know, what happened on Twitter. And, you know, we, we thought we thought everybody here was friends. And and so the people that were speaking, there were a couple of main people that were speaking from our group. And, you know, and I'm not saying that they were buying what they were selling them. I'm, I'm saying that they weren't really challenging it mm -hmm. Much. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm in the background. I'm just sitting in the back because I'm just like, <laughs> we're friends? Really? <laughs> like, if we were friends, then you would have notified us as soon as this event started. Like, a friend, that's what friends do. It's, a friend wouldn't, like, have a party, the biggest party of the summer, and then not invite your friend. Like, that's not what friends, friends don't rock like that. At least mm-hmm. none of the friends that I have. Mm-hmm. They, if they're having a cookout about <laughs> friends and family, then I'm there because yep. they're telling me. Yeah. So you're saying, sitting there and you're saying that, oh, I thought we were friends, but yet you didn't invite us. Then we're not really friends. And so at that point, I'm just like, why don't we just do this, or do something ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, it never went anywhere, but. My thought is, and and that's kind of been like my position in this whole entire thing. I didn't even get into this to challenge diversity and inclusion, so to speak. I did this because I'm just like, I don't give a crap. Like, if they don't want to, if you are a company and you're saying like, oh, Silicon Valley is not going to, I don't, I don't give a crap. I'm not there for you for Silicon. I'm there to make sure that you know, as as a community that we are, are knowledgeable in tech, that we're building companies, that we're helping one another achieve some level of success, either as, as entrepreneurs or, as, you, know, uh, as, you know, working or whatever. And so that we have, a, a you know, the best, uh, um, you know, the skills, the, the best opportunities. I'm not here to please Silicon yeah. Valley or mm-hmm. whoever. Um and so, like, you know, that that's that's always been my, my stance. It's just like, if you're not going to help us, then fuck you then. And I'll do this. There you go. You said it. You said it. <laughs> you said it. And I'll, I'll align myself with people who want to help, who are, who are dedicated to the cause to help out, too. And we'll go about this ourselves. And that's the thing that's interesting, because people keep saying, if we, first of all, we're always underestimated. And that is to white people's detriment because we always because you don't ever consider us you look around and you're wondering how we got ahead because going back again we've been taught since we got out the house that we have to be 10 times better than you and because you always underestimate us we're always over there in the corner doing our thing building our thing and then all of a sudden you're like well where the hell did you come from well, because you ignored us, which is our greatest asset, actually. Um, and that's what happens with me. Um, all of a sudden, so someone, I was at a conference this year, and my friend was like, she's a white woman, and she was like, Kim, what the hell happened? You were saying the same shit last year, and all of a sudden you blew up. I was like, don't worry about it. This is what happens. I had a, Last year, I was just ratting and raving. This year, I had a strategy. And based on that strategy, who, who knew that hashtag cause the scene was great PR? People could, could, could type it. People, it was just like, okay, that works for me. Um, but it's all, but I've been doing the work all along. I've been right. doing the work all along. So when I come, when you do finally recognize me, you can't dismiss me because I can I'm not even going to say argue because it's not an argument. I can discuss circles around you because I can talk about to you about this from a business perspective. I can talk to you from a from an inclusion and diversity perspective. I can talk to you about an education perspective. I can talk to you about this from a spiritual perspective if you like because I have years of experience in all of these areas. And so when you come with your mediocre shit, with your one line or one way of attack, it does not bother me because I can always 
Always. All I can do is Google find an article and drop it right there and I'll walk off. Now say something about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> what can right. you say about this? And that's how we get them. And this is going, going back to what you said not long ago about yeah. your 150. Our 150 is, is 150,000 of them. <laughs> right. Because the, the value, if you could sit down, if, you, if these companies knew, if they could sit down and gain insi- insight from 150 people of color, right? do you know how competitive you would be in the market? No, no doubt. Definitely. I mean, because your average person, if they have one, it's the token person that they bring out when they're trying to take pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's just mind-boggling to me how, but then I say this all the time is, and this is, and I've said this in other podcasts, what I've come to realize is that many white people would rather be mediocre and, and have failing businesses than to become inclusive. Uh, yeah. And that's the truth that people aren't want, don't want to talk about. Yeah. I can't they, wait to hear you talk. Huh? <laughs> oh my God! You sure? That's what oh yeah, you're black. You're fine. I tell people because white people come up to me. Oh, I can't wear. I was like, Are you sure you can't wear? Are you okay? I'm just letting you know. I come with a content warning. My job is to make white people uncomfortable. Are you sure? I can't wait to hear me talk. Do you do you know uh, uh, Arif? No, I don't know Arif. Uh, you, you need to meet him too. Okay. Will he be there? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be there or not. He's based out of uh, Seattle, uh, and it, we were close to getting him to speak, and then things started speeding up. And yeah, it, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I dropped the ball on it. On okay, it. So, well, so. I, I'll leave that to you to make that introduction for us. <laughs> I, I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Well, thank you, Greg, so much. This has been great. As I said, I as I said, as I, said, as I got, I, I'm a person who. Th- who works in the queue. I have so much going on. So unless it's right in front of me, it doesn't right. get in the queue. And when I woke up the other um, t- yesterday, I was like, oh shit, this conference is in two weeks. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It would be great to have um, Greg on the show to talk about the conference, to talk about actually what he does and yeah. what this is all about. So that again, black people are telling our own stories. Yeah. And so I'm very much looking forward to being a part of um, this event. I'm looking forward to meeting you. I'm looking forward to your talk. I'm looking forward to you being a part of it as well. Well, thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy um, and you have a wonderful day. All right, you do the same. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the hashtag Call the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the hashtag Call the Scene community. Just visit the website at hashtag Call the to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day. <laughs>